everybody, and welcome back to Not Too Taboo with me, Gretchen Rossi, and my silly sidekick, my partner in crime, the best daddy to our little treasure, and the guy that I fight with all the time. Yeah, I was going to say all the time. You better <laughs> not say sometime. It all the time, girl. Yes, I am that man, and welcome back, everyone, to another amazing episode of Not Too Taboo. I want to encourage everyone to download, and please subscribe. Did you know our producer said I had to do that? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. she said you had to say, take out your phones and please subscribe today. Oh, that's what she said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what she gets for trying to write a script. All right. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. We're super excited today about these incredible guests. Yeah, we're very excited about it. Um, the I don't know if you know this, but Slade and I always make up. And you know why we always make up? Why do we always make up? Because you're good at admitting you're wrong. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, our next guests are so timely and speak to all of this. During this crazy pandemic, divorce rates have soared and emotions, especially fear and anger, are at their peak, you guys. And as we know, it's hard to be around someone 24-7. This is very true. And here's what's incredible. Our guests have been through a little bit of everything. Addiction, infidelity, and just everyday fights. They've weathered that storm and come out on the other side even happier than ever. Sounds kind of familiar, right? Yeah, totally. Because yeah, we're, we're in that same boat. They're just smarter than us, and they actually wrote a book. Right. <laughs> Everybody, please welcome Janet Kramer and her husband, my cousin. Woo! Hold on, wait. I know Hi, there's guys. a sound effect here somewhere. <laughs> oh, really? Nope, wasn't that one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thanks for having us, you guys. Hey, guys. Clearly, you're fired from the board every time. Yeah, we have this really cool board, but I always push the wrong button. Oh, my gosh. Welcome, you guys. We're so glad you're here with us today. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you so much. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us, you guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, we know you're on a book tour. Yeah, we uh, are. We've been seeing yes. some of the media pop up already. So congratulations. That's exciting. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. It's been, um, you know, obviously we were bummed not to do a, a, you know, book tour and travel and go to New York and Cali and, you right. know, see everybody in person. But it's kind of been nice to be able to just go from because we're in our room right now. So when we're done, we just go to bed. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right? And, or, and, and we see your know kids. The feeling. And, yeah. We're, we're in our room life. too. Oh my gosh. All night, Gretchen. every night with a, a screaming baby. By the way, you guys have two kids together, right? Yeah, we have a four-year-old little girl. She'll be five in January. And then we have an almost two-year-old little boy. So he's actually napping right now. We just put him down. So it'll be oh, nice and quiet they, for they the next really few good. hours. Do you realize what's I happening? Know. Why do you guys look so good? Look at they've written, <laughs> look at, they've written a book. Only because of the press tour. That's it. I do not put makeup on. Michael can attest to this. I'm wearing pajamas on the bottom and, you know, a party up top. So that's Yeah, but wait a second. It. She's like sing, singing and acting and they're writing books and they've got two children. I know. We've got one child and who's 14 it? months old and she has crushed. Us. And I can barely brush my teeth in the morning. No. Like she's totally She winning. has her own hashtag. Skylar Gray is winning. Totally. <laughs> Here's are you guys gonna have another one? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so at this point. We can't no, handle this one. Here's the thing. We actually really love the concept of having another one, but we mm -hmm. are so like overwhelmed with this child. She is just the most active, busy baby on the planet. And so it's just a little overwhelming. Why? What were you gonna say about the second one? Well, no, I, I would say, I mean we always You're thought. You're going to scare them away from any concept I, of having two. I right am, now. but I, I but I will say this though, you know, having one was really hard, but I swear two was incredibly hard because you don't have a second to yourself. Like I feel right. like you know you can Slade, you can go have a minute, go golf, do whatever you do, and then you know Gretchen's <laughs> with the baby and vice versa. So you get a break, nope. but with two, it's like you don't get a break at yeah. all. It's just like That's probably true. All yeah. hands on deck, but it's so great to have a little sibling though. I know. Yeah, but Gretchen just she like looks at me. 
and just says, there you stand with your worthless nipples. What? Like you can't really contribute <laughs> to what's happening. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't breastfeed. So that was, Michael was able to take uh, the overnight shifts and, that was, and do that. Yeah, so. that's that was awesome. Probably very smart. I, uh, I definitely, well, only lasted like six months, but still that was like pure torture for right? me. That's really amazing though. That's My amazing. nipples are silk shaped. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> um, you guys, I have a question. I heard that you Answer. guys actually renamed your son Chase, right? Is that correct? What happened? Jace. There? Oh, Jace. Well, no. Jace. Sorry about that. We didn't, we, we, um, we always loved the name Jace, but, um, you'll find out in the book, something happened right before, um, we found out we were pregnant with him and Jace means healing. And we, we always say that, you know, he was kind of the, the piece to heal our relationship and really oh. make us, um, dive deeper into connection and recovery and, um, forgiveness. So he, he truly healed us, um, and, oh, wow. and, connected us as a family. So that's why we're like, yep, his name is Jace, 1000%. Wow. Mm -hmm. Jace, so, that's cool. So now did you guys, okay, so what was his name before? It was all. It was always that we never renamed. I mean, we just weren't set on a name yet. And yeah. then once we, Got it. once we heard it in the way that things work timely, we're just like, yeah, this makes sense because this really, <laughs> we were literally walking out of a couple's therapy session when we were living in Studio City and, and we, we yeah. had gotten into a blow up and we're on the corner and it was close enough to walk from our house in Studio City. So typically we would drive together and then one person would walk home. Yeah, we were going our separate ways and Jan was on the street corner and like, by the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's was a like, good lesson right there. Just oh so everyone out there gosh. who's listening, if you're going to go to couples therapy, make sure the therapist yeah. is within walking distance of your home. Because yes. chances 100%. are one of you is footing it. That's pretty smart. 1,000%. And yeah. one of you, I swear the the little um, uh, ice cream shop that was like beside our therapy session saw the amount of times of like me going, like walking out going, <laughs> They're probably like, oh, there's Mike and Jana. Oh, not yeah. a good session today. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's awesome. So you guys tell us why you wrote this book. I mean, I feel like it, there's so much good, like juicy stuff in this book. You guys have been so raw, so real about everything that you have gone through. But what really made you guys take the step to write this book? We relate, by the way, and we're, we're a little jealous. Because a lot of the, <laughs> the philosophies in this book, I think, are things that Gretchen and I have, have kind of lived by. Yeah. You know, we've mm -hmm. been together 21 years. Or known each we other have? 20. I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> known each other 21 years, but together 11. Yeah. Wow. wow. So we, we fight. <laughs> we fight a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. But what's but in, we there's such good advice. I feel like we fight healthy. I feel like we're pretty healthy fighters. That's what this book is about. Yeah. It's I a know. good fight, Gretchen. So, it's not a dirty fight. So let them answer That's the right. question. So I, I'm sorry, why, Gretchen. You, why did you guys write this book? Um, I mean, kind of slightly exact to your point is, you know, we've been through so much and we really wanted people, we know that people fight. And so we just wanted to try to change the narrative of, Hey, you don't have to fight against each other. You can fight for each other. And Jan and I are both guilty, me more so of fighting in an unhealthy manner of being childish, of being emotionally immature. So our whole philosophy is just using your fights as a way to grow closer together. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a great thing. I mean, you guys, um, you know, as I'm looking into everything that you guys have been through, I mean, you guys have had addiction and infidelity. And I, I like the very first question that comes out of my, my thought process is how do you, how do you get past that? Like, I, I feel like that is such a hard thing to overcome. And you guys have been just so vocal about it. And, you know, Mike, for you as a man, I mean, you know, a lot of people would think like, 
you know, that would be hard to disclose that and share that. And then Jana, you sharing. That's what makes him a man, Gretchen. No, but I, but that, but I love that. I think that is such, that shows so much like humility on your part as a man. And I, and literally like it, it brought me, it made me a little emotional when I heard that you were just owning that in such a way. And I, I just, it's so hard to find men that are like that. So, so what brought you to that place? Um, I appreciate that, Gretchen. It means a lot. Uh, really, really Jana did, um, you know, because there was a lot of shame. There was a lot of embarrassment around my actions when things came out. And unfortunately we're, we're known public against our own will, um, because someone that was close to us shared the story, uh, publicly, which was not very cool of them. (laughs) Um, but so it was one of those things early on, I wanted to sweep it all under the rug. I wanted to ignore it. And it, because I was so stuck in my shame, but then as Jana and I started to grow and I started to grow in my own recovery, you know, Jana was preaching to me like, look, we can change the narrative here. We can help people. So she saw that light at the end of the tunnel way before I did. Wow. And then once we started doing our podcast together and we, we got flooded with the DMS and the emails about how much it was helping people because I mean, pun intended to y'all's, you know, podcast name, it's a taboo subject. Yeah. You know, people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to share it with their family and friends because they don't want to be judged on whether you're the the perpetrator or the victim. You don't want to be judged either way. So right. it was just one of those things. So many people deal with it. Let's just talk about it and just own this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to commend you on that because I, we relate to this so much. Gretchen has helped me grow as an individual, as a man. Her degree is in psychology. With a oh, minor wow. in children and family studies, which <clears throat> she kept from me, you know, which is a sore spot, you know, when, you're, when your wife is smarter than you. You should really have disclosed up front. Anyway, um, she forced me to talk about stuff, too. You know, I wanted to marinate. I did the guy thing, didn't want to address it. And she's forced me to have those conversations in the moment when they happen. And it's amazing the growth that comes from that. So, I mean, I commend you for embracing that because I think we're both with very intelligent women. And we've no grown question. Did your family and friends, like, how did they respond to this? Like, you guys becoming so, you know, I mean, I guess technically, like you said, unfortunately, it got disclosed in a way that you weren't planning on. But but when that happens and you have, I mean, I'm sure there's so many voices and opinions. And how do you, how do you, you know, push that all aside and, and say, we're going to do what's best for us and, you know, and not listen to all the voices and all the negativity and all the stuff that's coming at you during times like that? Yeah, it's definitely hard. Um, you know, in the beginning, all of my friends were like, what a piece of crap. And right. you're, you know, aren't, aren't you, uh, you know, you're going to file for divorce, aren't you? And, and it's like, why haven't you filed yet? And it's like, I don't, right. I don't know. Like I've got a freaking four month old baby and right. he's, I don't know what to do. Like I, th- I thought if this ever happened, I would file in a heartbeat, but now I have a baby and we have a family and like, ah, you know, and I didn't know what to do. I, I, I wanted to leave you know, and I, every intention of leaving, but there was just something that kept, you know, that kept me here and it was my daughter and it was just wanting to fight for her. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, um, stubborn too. And I was like, I'll be damned if he takes away my family, what I've worked so hard for because of his actions, like, uh, uh, like, that's not fair. That's not fair that now I get every other holiday and it's like that. No, um, you know, and he was willing to work and, and fight and, and my, our friends, you know, my family always said, 
if you love him, we love him. If you forgive him, we forgive him. Um, and so that was, that was awesome. And so they followed my lead. If I was happy, they were happy. If I was sad, they're like, Hey, like, you know, Wow. Is this what's That's going incredible. on? You know, I'm taking um, this clip and sending it to Gretchen's parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're helping people right now. <laughs> but it's true, though. And I think it should. I mean, you know, they, they should step in if it becomes really, you know, unhealthy. But I think yeah. friends and family should be there just as support and, you know, and should ask, like, hey, what do you need from us? And what I always said was, I just need y'all to just be there with be like stand by my side and believe in us. Yeah. And what's been cool. Uh, Gretchen, that's a great, great question, by the way, because we haven't been asked that in this whole week of, of book tour stuff um, is, you know, our friends and family really showed their colors and they really backed up how they've been towards us over the years. And the fact that our family stuck by us, our friends stuck by us. Yeah. Some of the friends, you know, that were mutual friends of, of Jan and I's or just Jan's friends to start off in the relationship, they took some warming up. But all in all, it's been pretty cool because now some of our closest friends, they'll lean on us when they have conflict in their relationships or dealing with something. They come to us more because we have been so open and they've been so supportive. So we want to reciprocate that same feeling. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. That's so cool. Do you feel that, um, you know, like for Slade and I, we we're spiritual. um, And so there's been so many times that, you know, we pray and we ask the Lord to use us. And do you feel like in a way that this is God using you guys to help other people in, in, you know, your lives. And also now, you know, publicly more, more around the world, honestly, because now you have this book and all these things. Like, do you, do you feel that sense that like God is, has used this mess and now turning it into a message for you guys? No question, Gretchen. It's, you know, we wrote a chapter on this chapter eight, pray on it. And that was probably one of our most vulnerable chapters because we both talk about how in our twenties, we got away from our spirituality. We got away from our higher power and how, you know, we've really both dove back into our spirituality and it's because of him that we're able to be here today, you know, talking about our past, talking about the things that we've been through and sharing it with other people. It's, it's only because of him that we've been able to, ha- you know, muster the strength to, to go through the days that we've had. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's I amazing. That. I love that. Yeah, because um, because I it was it that Mike got baptized, right? Yeah, right. We heard you got rebaptized. That's great. Yeah, I did in, in February. And that was a really cool thing that, that Jana shared on her Instagram recently. And it was it was something that I brought to her. I was just like, hey, I just want to do this for me. I need to reset myself. I need to really recommit myself. You know, I didn't do it for anybody else. I didn't do it for Jana to, to post it or to, to you know put it anywhere for anyone else to see. I did it for me, for my own soul. And I just appreciated that Jana was so supportive and just there for me. It was just really enhanced the experience. Wow. Um, now, Mike, I'm sorry for a, a very straightforward question, but um, I know that you've admitted to having a sex addi- addiction, correct? Correct. So I we have family members that um, have addictions, and it's mm-hmm. a very, very difficult thing to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I apologize because I don't know enough about sex addiction, but how, how do you do that? Like, how do you truly overcome something like that? And Jana, for you... How do you ever trust or know that maybe that person is is in the right mindset now with you? Like, I, I feel like that would be a, a very difficult addiction to overcome. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's definitely one that's more personal, personal than any other addiction, right? Because yeah. the infidelity piece or the acting out sexually, whether with someone else or porn or whatever it is, that's just taking away from connectivity between you and your partner. Um, yeah. 
and don't feel bad about that question. I've been asked it a lot and I have no okay. issue being <laughs> a, a someone that speaks on it because I still think society's 10 or so years away from this being socially accepted. Yeah. But so was alcoholism when that first started, right. you know, back in the day. So it's one of those things where it's the same, it's the same issues when it comes from why you do it. So, you know, I always say it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. And looking back on my behaviors over the years and how it came from emotions for me, where I never learned again, how to express my emotions in a healthy way. So this was my vice. This is what I ran to. This was my drug. And it is hard, but the thing is something they say in like the SA or SAA program is the lust of the mind does go away. And so when you stop using those things to, you know, to fill those emotions or to fill those voids in your day or whatever it may be, you start to realize like you don't need that anymore. You know, just like any other addict, you, you, the more you, the farther away you're from, from it, the more you realize like I can do this on my own. And really the reason I've been able to do that is because of, again, my higher power and realizing that I don't have to control this. I don't have to do it all on my own. I can let go and surrender to an extent and just be like, all right, today, that's what they say one day at a time. Today, I'm going to do what I can and, and lean into God and lean into my wife just to stay sober. Mm-hmm. Well, and wow. so I have it. I have it. And it's, it's, it's incredible as you walk this journey, because it really does help so many people in so many different ways. And, and Jen, I have a question for you based upon you know what he said. Because as Gretchen mentioned, we do have family members dealing with addiction. Um, they've been through a really rough patch. We've we've been there for them through this process, in and out of the rehabs, got them into a job, supporting them in every way we can, and then they slip, they fall back. You know, mm-hmm. and so many times we don't want to enable the action. We want to be able to say, look, this is the last time. This is the last time. And the slip mm-hmm. happens and the slip happens. How do you stay steadfast in your support of of the work being done on Mike's side and the effect that it has on you when these slips happen, because this is kind of a lifelong challenge of, of having to deal with all these things, correct? Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, it's one of those things to go back to what Gretchen had also said is, you know, I, about trusting Mike, it's, I trust him today. And because I do live with an addict, I don't know if I can trust him tomorrow. I don't know what he's going to do, but I also have learned with all the work that I've done on myself is I can't control what he does now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we have boundaries that are for safety, but I can't be like, you can't do this. It's like, cause I can't control what he does. Right. You know, if he was to go out and be with another woman, it doesn't matter if he's in Miami, if he goes to a restaurant, like it doesn't, he will, he will act out if he wants to act out, he will find a way to do it. And I can't physically control that anymore. And it's not, it's, and it's um, exhausting to, yes. to feel like I, would want to control it. But when it comes to just, um, everyday life and to your question, it's, you know, I, I, I've come to the place and he knows this now where I, I can't go through another slip or another relapse Mm -hmm. because I have mentally, emotionally in my body and in everything that we've done, I, I physically couldn't handle it again because how it just affects me as a person, as a mom, as my just, emotions and the stress that my body holds when it happens again and everything that comes up. Right. I know that I've done the work enough to be strong enough to say, I'm really sorry. I'll always support you, but I can't support you as your wife anymore. I'll always support you as the the father of our children, but I, I can't support you as a wife anymore. And and this is why I asked the question, Jana, because it's, it's so important not to take away from the work and stuff that Mike is doing, Mm -hmm. but there is so much work that happens 
for the family member, for that support system. And, and unfortunately, when those slips happen, it's the chaos and destruction that come from it as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone out there doing this work, they have to realize that it's not just you, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people involved in this process. Right. And so it's, mm-hmm. it is, it's a difficult, difficult subject. So massive props to both of you for all the work you're doing and everything that Thanks. you're, you know, going so, through. But I do have a question, Mike, on that. How, what is it that keeps you, what, wh- when you wake up, and mm-hmm. you know that you need to stay focused on, you know, uh, uh, being sober mm-hmm. uh, from this addiction. What what would you say is that thing that keeps you motivated or keeps you going in that direction? Like, what is that now? What, what did you find that changed that for you? For me, it's kind of like what Slade, you're just saying. It impacts more people than me. And a lot of things with addicts, right? You get stuck in your in a selfish way of thinking. It's selfish acts. Right. You justify, you rationalize these acts because of what you need. So for me, it's just getting out of my selfishness and realizing that this is this affects more than just me. So waking up knowing it's like, yes, I'm doing it for myself, but I also need to have my feet held to the fire to be like, no, I'm also doing this for my wife, for my kids, for my parents, for my friends, for all these people that have supported us. I don't want to put them through that again. Yeah. You know, so I love that. I love yeah. that you're conscious of that. That's awesome. No, that's so amazing. And I and I think that that's such a great thing because there is so many people out there that struggle with addiction, including family members of ours. And I always I always ask, like, what is that thing that makes somebody just say, okay, enough's enough, and I've got to stop, and I've got to do this? And I and I think that just shows a lot of your character, Mike, um, you know, for recognizing, for stepping outside of yourself and recognizing that this is about being selfless for your family and friends. So um, as Slate said, we just commend you on that. So- um, okay. So the question that I have for you are, is regarding your book is, uh, what are the rules that you guys live by and how did you come up with the Ackerman fight? Go ahead, honey. Um, well, we always say that in order to trust forgiveness has to happen. Um, and that's the, that's the first, the first step. Um, you know, and it's interesting because in our relationship, I've been able to forgive myself in the process. I've been able to forgive other people in my life and it's just been, um, it's been an amazing journey, but, um, you know, to have the grace and to have the humility and to have the intention and the, to be able to trust, like all those things help with trust. Um, and you know, for us too, the check-ins is huge for us. Yeah. The check-ins that we do on a, on a pretty regular basis and mostly nightly, you know, it's the way we look at it is like a temperature gauge for your relationship. So instead of waiting for things to come out passively or, or, you know, sideways, it's, you talk about what feelings you're feeling that day. You give each other affirmations, you express any needs and you own whatever is going on. The acronym is FANOS uh, for our check-ins. And then the S is for sobriety or for Jana, she'll just mention when she's going to therapy next. Mm-hmm. So wait, when you, when do you guys do these check-ins? Cause I think we need to add this to our regimen. <laughs> <laughs> In bed at night. It's like our pillow talk. Yeah. I mean, we, we, try to do it every night. We haven't done it in a minute. We have to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because you just, especially like the needs one is one of my favorite parts of it because there's so many times when I know I need something, but I have a hard time asking for it. And then I also think that, you know, he can read my mind of what I need. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I've just come to find out that he can't read my mind. So I'm able to in bed for the, you know, the end part of the needs is being like, Hey, I really need you to show me, you know, during this week right now, while we're doing this you know, book tour that you do love me, that you are, you know, still being healthy and just reminding me that, you know, we're doing the right thing and that you're, 
on the healthy track. So it's just expressing your needs. And that's so huge because I could take those feelings and then the next day be like, you haven't even like said like how sorry you are or just whatever it may be, you know, and to be able to express from a healthy place is just really great and good for the other partner because usually we don't express it from a good place when we're triggered. So this way they can hear and be more empathetic to what we need. So if you guys could give um, the couples out there listening one piece of advice, what would you say that would be? I would just say do the work um, because at the end of the day, you're not only uh, helping your relationship, you're also gaining so much insight too and to be a better person. Yeah, and mine would be almost give each other the benefit of the doubt. So I'm guilty of treating Jana like the enemy and I I make up that a lot of couples out there treat each other like the enemy Mm -hmm. because we're saying no to each other, you can't do this or this pisses me off. So trying to, to, to put that aside and lean into each other like you are teammates because you are. And so yeah. I know, again, for myself, I'm trying to do that more where I'm like, okay, Jana's not my parent. She's not my boss. She's just, she's my partner. She's my teammate. So I need to approach her in that way and lean into her. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful, you guys. You, you guys also have a podcast called uh, Wind Down. Tell us a little bit about that. Wind Down uh, is, oh man, we have so much fun on that podcast. We just kind of talk about whatever's going on in our life. We have therapists that come on. We've got other couples. We'd love to have you guys on. Yes, we'd love to, we'd love to get you guys on because we, you know, we talk about, you know, how you guys are thriving and also the things that, you know, you personally and uh, relationally have to work on. So it's it's a lot of fun. We, we cover a lot of different topics. We're coming on for therapy, just so I'm clear. <laughs> Yay. Okay, good. I mean, that's what it's, that's we lo- what it is. We makes. love to turn the tables and ask a lot of questions. And yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, exactly. I want to ask so many questions, but I'll, I'll have Deandra uh, yeah. get you guys on our podcast. I oh, yeah. It. We know. We'd love that. Sounds great. Um, well, I know you guys have limited time. So um, tell us where people can find you guys on social media. So we do, um, I have my page, it's Kramer Girl. Um, Mike does Mike Mondays. He doesn't like to have social media. So he just takes over on Mondays and does Mike Monday for the for the dudes out there. And um, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. On your Instagram, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I do it on hers. Oh, I'm, she's up. better at all that. So I stay smart. away from social media. Yeah, so I just take a day, day out of the week. Yeah. Oh he, my gosh. How about that, That's honey? I could of... do Slade Saturdays and Sundays. Wait, Let's go, Slade, do it. Oh my gosh, you guys. That's so brilliant because I got to tell you, Slade hate social media and like hate I get it. so mad at him all the time I'm like Slade you have to like put that and he's like I hate it so would you be mad if we copied something like no, that no do it oh, it's great Slade one day out of the week man that's all you gotta do yeah and, and, that, and that's oh, the thing like it's Gretchen for us too it's like I'm, I always feel like I'm showing like you know Mike is an awesome dad and like you know just like and it's like it'd be nice to have it turned around like totally. I actually am with the kids all the time <laughs> like, totally right. I gotta so. tell you I can't even tell you like I told Slade the other day I'm like our daughter's gonna think I was never around because it's Exactly. Always a video of you exactly. And like, where's mom? You know, like, because 100%. Is of the two hey, of them. Mommy's in all the other pictures because daddy's taking a lot of photos. Okay, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, but I love on. that. I think that's so smart. Okay, so you guys also have a live virtual event coming up. Is that correct? We do, yeah. Um, uh, with our podcast, um, it's called Unwind. Um, and we've got Tyler Rich performing. We've got a live QA with other couples. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, October 5th and you can get tickets on Tixer, T-I-X-R.com. Wow, that's awesome. So you guys, their new book is called The Good Fight um, and it's an emotionally powerful, honest and heartfelt book that offers transparent storytelling, spiritual guidance and practical advice for any couple. So Jana and Mike, we can't say thank you enough for being with us today. Good luck with everything. You guys sound like a power couple and thanks for joining us today on our podcast. Uh, Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you guys so much. Yes, we can't wait to have you guys on ours.
So, wow, that was really cool to have Mike and Jana on. They really are, um, they're really inspirational people. And I got to tell you, first and foremost, I got to give it to um, Mike. I mean, you know, to be a NFL player and to be able to come out with that much humility and be able to, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like when you think of like a football player, you think of like this manly guy that's just like, I'm the man or whatever. And if I cheated on my wife, who cares? You know what I mean? Like the fact that he has so much humility in that and that he is just, I don't know. I just, he, you, you sensed this spiritual maturity from this man that it's, it's really hard to find that in general with a man, but on top of it, someone that's cheated, someone that's been embarrassed publicly, someone that, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's in this world of like sports of like, you just, you know what I mean? Like almost like I they do. get a free out of jail card because of who they are. I agree with that. But here's the thing. I'm giving as much credit to Jana. No, I because she is a public figure, an actress, recording star. She could have just written a sappy song about it. You know what I mean? Like she, like a lot of these other people, they've been hurt. They go through separations of divorce, and they just go write a song about it. Yeah, she's willing to not only embrace the embarrassment and struggles that she went through with her husband, but like lay it all out there. Stay with him. Go through the work. No, right? I no, so I completely. That's pretty incredible. No, I Both completely commend her. And that's why I was, I was, um, you know, resonating and connecting with her and asking, you know, a little bit of the tougher questions because I, um, you know, we, as, as I've spoke about before, addiction runs in our family and we have a family member that, um, really has a very serious problem and it's affected, um, our family greatly. And, you know, at this last time it was, it was the, you know, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I just said, I can't do this anymore. Like I don't have the bandwidth to do this anymore. And that's why I asked her like, when do, when is enough enough for you? Like when, when do you go, I can't do this anymore. And it was interesting to hear her say like, at this point, like, I can't do it. Like I've given him everything of me. I've, I, I keep forgiving. I keep moving forward, but there is a time that you just get to a point where you say, I can't, I can't do this for my own mental stability. You know, yeah. like I can't keep. It's self-preservation. It's self-preservation. Because what happens, and this is the frustrating part, is that the individuals with the addiction sometimes don't think about the amount of chaos and stress and right. anxiety they cause in, in the lives of everyone around them. Yeah. And they just expect you to, oh, well, I have a disease, so just deal with it. Or it should just, you know, th we're just going to go back to where it was and I'm going to pretend like it didn't happen. And it yeah. doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's really, really hard on everybody involved. But that's why I like asking people that are, are struggling with the addiction, like, what was that trigger for you? What was the epidus for you that caused you to say, okay, like something else is more important to me than this addiction than myself. anymore. Yeah, and I'm thinking really, beyond myself. And that's exactly what it is. Is is the thing the the thread that I feel like is similar between all of that. It's when that person finally recognizes that it's about being selfless. And I think that's the hardest part of someone that's um, addicted to something. Oh, I can't. I can't say that because I, I, you know, I don't have an addiction, so I don't want to speak for people. But I've noticed that a lot of the people that struggle with addiction, it's they truly are so selfish in what they're doing, and they feel that they're justified because of whatever that they have been through um, justifies whatever they're doing. And what I liked about what Mike said is this is an excuse. It's just explaining maybe why I've gone down this path. And what I loved is when he said. You know, I've realized that because I didn't 
know how to express my emotions. I did it through this other addiction. And I think that was so key because that helped me recognize that even with, you know, my family member, it's like, that that's what they've always done. They've always said, well, I don't know, you know, I'm so stressed out. I'm so upset about this or this happened to me in my childhood or whatever. And they always blame it on that. But it's like when you finally take ownership and responsibility for that and you say, you know what, this is what I, this is what I continue to use in order to, you know, justify, justify or, or push my emotions down. And if they start exploring, and that's why I keep saying that I, I'm, um, impressed by him as a man, because it's hard for a man to even be emotional and talk about those things and say, I struggle with my emotions and get to that place. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I was really impressed with that. And and the fact that they are taking, you know, like I said, their mess and turning it into their message and now going out and sharing, you know, a book about the good fight and really helping people. I just think that's really cool. So my question for you though. Hold on. What? You talking gave me a little bit of an epiphany. Oh. And maybe other people realize this, but I just kind of realized it as you're talking through all of this, which by the way, to everyone out there, this is how Gretchen and I kind of do it. She talks through everything and I eventually realized something because I'm dense. <laughs> um, so what I realized is we, we have a lot of people that we know that have kind of struggled through addiction and had their challenges. And for those people that have come out of the addiction and managed to rebuild their lives in a, in a new way, They've always found religion. They've always found God. They've always found their spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason is, is because that walk with Christ or the spirituality that you embrace, they've been taught to be selfless. Mm -hmm. That's the trigger for them is that when they actually learn to be selfless Mm -hmm. and think about other people and forgive Mm -hmm. and release those things, if you can become at this from a a selfless position... Mm -hmm. Not, I want this, I need this, I'm stressed, I'm doing it for me. Right. You become selfless. You start actually thinking about the other people around you. You become more that Christ-like. Be- more Christ-like. Yeah. But at the same time, that also seems to be the motivation to say, hey, look, I'm not going to make a decision for myself in the moment mm-hmm. because I know it's going to affect all these other people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Super interesting because yeah. the only people I know that have made it through have found God. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I think there's plenty of people out there that have made it through that maybe haven't found God either. Well, I'm just saying the only people we that know. we have And these are executives. These are professionals from yeah. all walks of life, if you think about it. Incredibly successful people, which is yeah. why we wanted to do this this other spinoff of our show. Yeah. But if you think about it, every single one of them. Yeah, you're right. So many, yeah. I, I anyway, I just came to that one. realization because of you. So anyway. So let's talk about their acronym for a quick second. Um, the acronym for FIGHT, which the F stands for forgiveness, the I intention, the G for grace, the H for humility, and the T for trust. Um, I love that acronym. I think that's a really cool one to have up like on our mirror in the morning. So when you wake up, you read that. <laughs> Wait, so I read that? Well, here's the thing. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is I think a little bit in the success of our relationship is that we actually did this in the very beginning, if you remember. Yeah. I love the fact that they call it the good fight. Yeah. Because we set ground rules on how we were going to fight. Right. And we were not going to fight dirty. Right. You're not allowed to swear at me or call me nasty names. Which sometimes Which I you fail do. at. I know. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, sometimes I fail at that. The point is, is you, you know that I try to respect absolutely everything you have to say. I try to respect the emotional... 
uh, turmoil you're having in that moment and all those things. But when you cross that line and mm-hmm. when you start using derogatory terms and making those accusations, when you fight dirty, mm-hmm. it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. And that's why it's such an, an adamant rule. Yeah. So the whole concept behind the good fight, I really, really think that that's an important thing to embrace. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, I think that's it. I think that's key. Like, I mean, listen, we do fight and we do get frustrated, but I think the thing that's really cool is when you're in a relationship that no matter how bad the fight is or how ugly it gets, I don't, I can't say ever once in the 11 years that we've been together, have we ever once gone, okay, I want a divorce or I want to, well, we're not married, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're married, but like, I've, it's never been, we've never crossed a line to the point of saying like, okay, this is the end of the the relationship. And there's so much like security and trust in that, knowing that like, look, we're not going to have perfect days. And there's going to be days that, you know, like you're really good at keeping your temper at bay. I, you don't really have a temper. I have a temper. Um, but when I piss you off, it's like really bad because if you get to that point, then you know, you really crossed the line. It's like so bad. Um, but I think, I think you're right. I think it's really, um, important that you fight healthy, you know? Well, you fight healthy, you fight clean. Yeah. And the other aspect of this, and I've said it a hundred times, but the thing I love most about at least your particular personality is that we can fight and have our conflicts and they don't always resolve. Right. Sometimes we agree to disagree. Like you have your opinion, I have mine, but you always take it in and you've never, ever come back and use something against me from the past. Like yeah. when our conflict is done, it's pretty much done mm-hmm. and we kind of move on. And that's, that's a great characteristic by you. I mean, you can be so pissed and ro- walk out the door and be so angry. And 15 minutes later, you're like, so what's for dinner? <laughs> and well, it's, a great, know, it's a great I, characteristic of just you fight, you're emotional, and then you're over it. Yeah. People who carry it, that's when the resentment happens. People who are unwilling to let go of it. Yeah. You well, know? that's called forgiveness. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but I yeah, also forgive you all the time. But I also feel like that has to do with knowing your partner's intention. And so that's a testament to you too. Like I think it's easier for me to not carry resentment because um because I know what your intention is. I mean, it's like with the sacrament. It's like, you know, I you give I give you grace or you give me grace. Um, you know, we both have humility in situations when we know that we're in the wrong. I mean, I can't tell you how many times both you and I have come back and said, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. I got that upset. And us, I'm sorry is such a powerful word and just the word I'm sorry by itself. Not I'm sorry, but because a lot of people want to do, I'm sorry, but I was justified in feeling this way because of that. Or that crap when they go, I'm sorry, you feel that way? Yeah. Or Don't that you hate one. that? Yeah. Judge your bananas, huh? Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I, I understand you can give an explanation. That's okay. But you really have to like truly be intentional with your, I'm sorry. Like you really mean it. Like I'm truly sorry for, you know, hurting your feelings or, or coming at you this way. That was the wrong way to handle it or whatnot. So I love their acronym. Really? It's an acronym. Remember, we couldn't get that the other night on our show. Oh my gosh, we were because you were doing tools. synonym instead of acronym. Yeah, and we could not come because it was like eleven o'clock at night. We could not come up with the word acronym. It was like producer Rachel at like <laughs> one in the morning. Yeah. Hey, team dumbass, yes. it's acronym, not synonym. Oh my god, it was so funny. <sighs> I love our show. Let's do um, our question of the day for our guests out there. Our guests, because now we have a studio audience. Did you know that? Yes, <laughs> we do because I found the button. <laughs> 
Thank yeah, you to th- all of our guests. All you people, I can't. That have come to our Not Too Taboo. Yeah, um, we show. packed them into our bedroom, we baby. We packed them into our bedroom. Mm-hmm. They're all laying in bed. Wait, yep. that sounded really wrong. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a whole nother show. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm excited about The Good Fight by Jana Kramer and Michael Kosson. So come up with a an amazing question of the day, Gretchen. I'm putting this on you because you ask really, really good questions. You're so in-depth and thoughtful. Oh, my gosh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I let's see. What would be a good question for this week? Um, I mean, uh, the first thing that comes off my head is just like, how do you fight? Do you fight dirty? Do you fight clean? Do you fight um, with the right intention? Do you, you know what I mean? Right? Is that, that's a stupid question. Let's come no, it's not a stupid question. question. It's actually something that you should really think about because here's the thing. The fighting aspect of a relationship for the most part can be good, right? Because you have to err all of these transgressions that are happening in the relationship. And a lot of times it's miscommunication that causes the fight. So if you can just step back, take in what the other person's trying to say, don't fight dirty. Mm-hmm. This is a great guidebook. I mean, people really should go out there and like learn how to fight because the fights that create resentment and all these things is what ends relationships. Yeah. But if you're able to have these conflicts and these conversations in a respectful way, mm-hmm. think about the opportunity to build on that foundation and create a healthier, happy relationship. Oh, and what I really liked was um, their checkups. I mean, actually, if we really think about it, we do our nightly checkups every night. Do we really do those, though? Yeah, we really do. I feel like it's more like me flirting with you and you slapping my hand. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do we? is it really a checkup? Like, check are you actually saying, up? how was your day today? <laughs> I'm really getting more, hey, my feet hurt, where's the lotion? That's, that's what's coming from your side of the bed. No, I think we have really good pillow talk at night. I feel like every night we go to bed talking. I don't know if we necessarily say the actual words like... Hey, how are you doing? And like, what what is your emotion? That's because we're together all day. Yeah, so I feel like we talk throughout the day, but I do feel like at night we really do have good pillow talk and we catch up. And but we, it's fun though. I think yeah. that's our fun time. Like when yeah. it's just you and I, and we giggle and we're silly and do stupid things. Yeah. Because I try to giggle and be silly with you during the day, and then you smack me upside the head and you go, "Hey, peckerhead, I'm in work mode," <laughs> and it never works out for me. So then I have to save my content and try it on you at night. <laughs> Exactly. All right, you guys, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Not Too Taboo. Be sure to download, subscribe, and always go give us a review. And we won't mind if it's five star either. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Go take on the day. We love you.